Chapter 2 There was no sense getting off a train in the dark with nobody waiting for him. So, after Stringer had put on his field outfit of blue denim and checked the timetables at the Mission Street Depot, he wired Joe Maliwa when to expect him in Los Molinos. Then he walked to the ferry building at the foot of Market Street, toting his possibles in a battered Gladstone to board the Oakland Ferry. Twentieth century or not, there was just no other way to catch the main line up to Los Molinos unless one enjoyed a heap of tedious and expensive transferring. At this hour, the tap room off the top deck of the ferry was almost empty, and some of the night owls weren't dressed much more fancy than he was. He was still feeling that last slug of bourbon he'd had out at the Presidio, so as he dropped his gladstone by the brass rail, he put a spur Justin up on the same and told the barkeep he'd try one of them new Coca-Cola drinks with ice, if they had it. The barkeep didn't mind. He got the same nickel whether the drink he served was serious or not. But a burly gent just down the bar who could have used a bath more than another slug of slow gin growled, It's always been my considered opinion that a drugstore cowboy who drinks soda water ain't man enough to piss standing up. The barkeep warned, Now, Turk, the gent ain't bothering you, so why would you want to bother him? The Tufflekin Turk seemed to ponder the question before he replied thoughtfully, I would say it was because it's the end of the week and my Indian blood is up. I boarded this fool ferry in quest of a nice friendly fight, and damn it, I've ridden across the bay twice and nobody seemed willing to fight me. He grinned at Stringer, exposing a serious need of dentistry as well as soap as he asked hopefully, How about it, cowboy? Would you be kind enough to fight with me if I let you take the first swing? Stringer smiled back. Turk was too drunk to read the cougar coldness in Stringer's normally friendly amber eyes as he told the bully, I'd rather spend the rest of the night aboard a train than in a drunk tank, if that's all the same with you. Turk shook his head stubbornly and insisted, It ain't all the same with me. My Indian blood is up, and you're the only cuss in sight that looks as if he might be able to go one round with me. Stringer sighed, picked up his Gladstone, and carried his Coca-Cola out to the open promenade deck in his free hand, pretending not to hear as the ferocious drunk hurled unkind remarks about his mother at him. It wasn't easy. Stringer's mother had died when he was still a kid, He was still mighty fond of her, but, as in the case of the gal on the second landing, there were temptations one just had to try to ignore, in a world where temptation and troubles one couldn't avoid seemed so handy. He walked back to the end of the ferry that was acting as the stern, going this way across the inky waters of the bay. He put his gladstone down on the hardwood bench and stood by the rail to finish his Coca-Cola in private. He thought about the six-gun rig he'd packed along with his possibilities in the nearby bag. He brushed the thought away. It might be fun to stroll back into the tap room wearing a double-action S&W 38 on his hip. But he'd get stared at enough, striding into the depot through downtown Oakland in just his faded riding outfit. 
One had to get away from big towns like San Francisco before folk considered a man wearing a gun rig properly dressed. He finished the harmless drink and set the empty glass by his gladstone for now as he got out the makings for a smoke.